80% of our clients, when they come in to work with us, they are not doing this. And then we implement this and it has a massive positive effect on their business. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 573. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast and happy November. I love the month of November and October. Um, It is my favorite time of the year, fall. And this year, I'm excited to do maybe a little bit of baking for Thanksgiving. I have been playing with and successfully baking sourdough bread. And if you know me at all, I don't cook. (laughs) Um, I really don't enjoy cooking. I do like baking sometimes when I can follow a recipe and then do that, especially when I can create it really healthy compared to what you can get at the store like bread. Um, And so I decided I was going to do sourdough bread like a month ago and I did the whole thing with how you have to build a starter and like feed it and get it going. And then I have made about five loaves of sourdough bread and they've all turned out really good. And so now I get to play with some different flavors and ways to do it, but I'm excited to maybe contribute to Thanksgiving a little bit more this year. We are uh, this year going to get to spend Thanksgiving with family. We don't always travel, but I decided we will do it. I don't love traveling near the holidays. It's really a lot with three kids, but this year we decided it would be the right thing um, and it felt right. So, all right, today we're going to dive into six things that I've identified with my team through a conversation with my team and also me kind of observing um, that our most successful clients and businesses that I see with their marketing are doing. A couple of these things are strategies that I have already talked about on the podcast. And then a few of these things are maybe newer awarenesses that I've had. And there's more to that to come um, because one of these is actually impacting the core Hirsch marketing process, marketing process, um, which coming soon next week, I'm going to announce what that is and the change to it and the big um, realization and clarity that I got around what needed to change in order to create even better success. So here are the six strategies that our most successful clients are launching. And as with anything that I share, I would encourage you to focus on the ones that stand out to you the most that you should implement in your business because implementing all six might be a lot, but there's probably one or two that you're like, ooh, if I do that, it will move the needle a lot over the next 30 to 60 days. So the first one I'm going to start with is pretty simple. Um, And it's a core part of what we do with clients. But I would say at least 80% of our clients, when they come in to work with us, they are not doing this. And then we implement this and it has a massive positive effect on their business. And that is following the strategy of having consistent lead generation paired with about a quarterly live launch. So that's a core thing I teach is every single day 
you want to be adding leads to your list. You also want to be growing your audiences using visibility ads. So you should see your audience growth go up. You should see your lead and your list number go up and you should have a consistent customer journey that new people get to go on as they move into your world and through that initial experience. So that's the first part. And then you do quarterly live launches to capitalize on all of those leads and create extra profit for your business. I actually explained this. I think it was in the last podcast episode that I talked about how when you do this and you go for about four or five months and you're really consistent with that lead generation and then you do a live launch, you are able to create profit from leads that you've already built and it's a massive cash injection, cash infusion for your business but it takes kind of playing that long game of like three to six months. So every single successful client, my own business, everybody I see is doing these two things, which is consistency. Their list is growing. Their audience is growing. They're expanding their reach. They're expanding their impact every single day. And then some sort of quarterly live experience or live promotion that has a new energy to it and allows existing and new people to come into their world and kind of go through that experience. So that's number one, very important. The second thing that I see our most successful clients do is also something I teach and we execute for them and implement for them and is something I really believe in, which is seasonal marketing messaging. I love this because it also times pretty much with the quarters. So if you want to do a quarterly live launch and create quarterly um, freshness and fresh wrapping paper inside of your business and your marketing, you can lean on the seasons to allow you to do that. So I believe and I know that every season, some more than others, like for example, going into January is a really big one. Every season, your audience likely has a slight shift, some bigger than others, but a slight shift in their problems, their frustrations, or their desires. Because if you think about it, pretty much all of us are in a different energy, different space going into the summer than we are going into January. And so as a business, when you can identify what those are and actually connect to what those are, Meaning you connect your content, you connect your ad copy, you connect your wrapping paper around your webinar, maybe it's the title of your webinar or an angle that you use to promote your product. When you leverage those seasonal pain points and those seasonal frustrations or maybe a seasonal desire, like a desire in January is plan my year, make sure I'm starting the year off strong, hit my goals, get healthy, right? and you create marketing around this, you're going to number one, stand out. And then number two, it's just going to be more successful because you're playing to what people want in that time. And I love when I see people do this really well. They will they will leverage the holidays or January, or I talked about this in the summer because I think especially for parents, the summer is a really different time. So seasonal marketing messaging. And this can, again, be very simple to where you're just changing a little bit of your angles that you're using in your copy and the way that you're referencing something that you already have. 
This also can be even deeper where you actually create maybe a webinar training or something specific to that season. So an example would be the Black Friday workshop I just did. I'm playing to the desire and the pain of not knowing what to do for Black Friday or wanting to make sure they have a successful Black Friday promotion in my marketing. And then that's also creating my live launch experience. So that's the second piece. That's the second strategy. Here's the third one. This one is a newer one to point out. Obviously, they're not like a new shiny strategy, but it's a newer one that I want to bring attention to that I realized when analyzing our most successful clients, which is something I do about every two, three months just to pull takeaways for you guys. And that is scaling ad spend when their ads are profitable to get more money out. This is a mindset thing. This is a mindset thing and this is a data thing. And here's the reality of this. I think that a lot of people still have blocks and hesitancy around spending more money on ads and then fearing that maybe they won't make it back or it feels like a lot up front. But if you are putting into your ads and you're getting two or three times more out of that, that is an indication that if you put more in, you should probably get more out. And so I have looked at our most successful clients and how they are very willing to do this when they're they're profitable. Obviously, you don't want to be massively ramping up ad spend when you're not profitable, that wouldn't be a good recommendation. But when they're profitable, doing that increases their overall business revenue. And having that mindset and being able to see the ads and the money going in and the money coming out kind of for for what the data is and what the data means, which first of all, in order to do that, you have to understand your data. But what our team will do is have conversations of like, well, first of all, every week you're getting, here's your ad spend, here's your sales, this is your ROAS. And now if you're at the two to three X return on ad spend, what our team does is says, here's the projection calculator based on your numbers. This is what you would make if we doubled your ad spend. And I've had amazing clients who are like incredible business owners not even realize and we've increased their ad spend and we've we've been like we've shown them the numbers and they're like, oh, my gosh, like this could double my business, you know. And so having that indication and understanding that if you want to get if you want to grow your business, you need to do more of what works, right? You need to create more volume of what is creating your sales and your profit. So when you and you should get your ads to a profitable place because that's such an amplifier and um, really speedy at growth sometimes, like as soon as you get that profitability, it's a lot easier to increase your ad spend than increase your organic reach. You're very capped very quickly organically. But with ads, like we could be spending $1,000 and the next week be spending $2,000 and massively double the number of leads and sales coming in, which is life-changing for a business to go through that. So the lesson in this is number one, know your numbers, know your ad spend, know your sales, know your return on ad spend. Those three things all go together. And when you're hitting that two or three X return, increase the ad spend 
to make sure that you also increase the sales. And I know a question is going to come up of like, well, how much do I increase it by? It really depends on how much you're spending because if you're spending $1,000 a month, you could double your budget in a week. If you're spending $10,000 a month, you're going to need to increase the budget a little bit slower to make sure that the numbers don't go crazy or stop converting. So we've had a client go from like $15,000 a month to $30,000, and I think we did that increase over about two weeks. But we've also had a client go from spending $1,000 or $1,500 a month and doubling it, and we did that in the same week. And they saw an increase and a a doubling of leads and sales. And so you just continue to monitor, okay, if my ad spend is $1,000 and I increase it to $2,000, how does that impact my cost per lead? How does that impact my conversion? How does that impact my sales? Does anything go down? Does it stay the same? Does it get better? And then you can increase it. But being able to, at the root of it, be able to look at your business numbers and understand them and also understand what would need to happen in order for you to get to your goals. Because I do see a lot of entrepreneurs who are like, oh, I want to have you know a six-figure business or a seven-figure business. And it's like, what would that mean? What does that look like? How many leads? How many sales? And having that understanding will help you actually be able to go execute it. So that is the third piece. We've got four more strategies. Okay. The next one is somewhat similar to the seasonal marketing, but it's not necessarily related to seasonal marketing. But this one is changing the wrapping paper around what works frequently enough and also being willing and open to pivot. One thing I've witnessed in my own business and also our most successful clients is that if you rinse and repeat too many times and you do the same thing over and over and over again for a launch or for your consistent lead gen, eventually it gets stale. I think it gets stale in the sense that people see it too many times, they start to ignore it. Your audience starts to ignore it. It gets too predictable. People like new. They like fresh because they associate new and fresh with helping me solve my problem, right? A new idea, a fresh perspective, a fresh process, you know, even if the actual core of it is the same. So let's say you have a webinar and what you teach in that webinar, like the core process, the core steps that you walk through is not really going to change because that's like your bread and butter and that is your process. I have this in my business. But I will do webinars where I change the wrapping paper. So I change how we promote it so that it feels very fresh, very new. And then I'll make small changes inside of the webinar. So I might address a certain pain point and add to it. I might shift it so it's relevant to that season. The core of it is pretty much staying the same. And I've had people come to multiple of my webinars and get different things out of it and not even realize it's the same webinar because it's so much information that usually people can only take out a certain amount. Anyways, having that freshness, changing the wrapping paper and being willing to do that, I have witnessed this over the years many times that the businesses who are like, nope, like I don't want to put the energy in there. I don't want to create something fresh. I don't want to... Like it worked, so it should work type of attitude about it are creating really like struggle for themselves. 
the ones who have fun with the freshness, who allow the space as the CEO to be in that creativity and be like, oh, here's something I could do that would serve my audience. Here's an idea. Here's a new messaging angle. Those are the clients who have the most success. And this is what I do too, is I stay connected to you guys with what you are going through, what you need, what you want. And I help my team and leverage that with what we should do with our marketing because I am the most connected to my ideal customer. So having that freshness, that ability to pivot, that ability to change the wrapping paper, whether that's on your webinar, your lead magnet, your offer itself, you could do a fresh bonus that is, you know, for the one month, for a couple weeks, and that creates a reason to take action that people maybe didn't take action before. And I think if you can set yourself up as the visionary, as the CEO with the time and space to be able to be in that creative space and make it fun, then it doesn't feel hard to do this, okay? We've got two more things. This one is also one that I haven't talked a ton about, but I've witnessed in our most successful clients that I want to talk about, and that is getting ahead and being proactive with their strategy so that they can be more intentional versus reactive. I think this is something that my company has done really well in terms of our internal marketing this year. Um, And I think that myself included, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with getting ahead. I don't know what it is, but I identify in myself that I thrive under pressure and I don't mind doing things last minute. And I have growth to do around this when it comes to my content. It's actually something I talked about yesterday is like, I will push it until like the deadline is right up against the deadline and I'll do other things and then I like get it done. And so I'm actually changing the deadline for myself to be 48 hours before the content goes out. Like that's my hard deadline. Anyways, when you can get ahead and start planning like what you're doing over the next 90 days in your marketing, the live launch you're going to do, your goals, what your marketing strategy is going to look like. And I love a 90-day kind of period because that allows you to plan ahead while also leaving room for pivoting and adapting based on what is working and what is not working in your current strategy. That allows you to be more intentional. And one of the new values that I'm bringing forward, I'm not going to share what it is yet until next week, in Hirsch Marketing is really the importance of the word and. And being able to find harmony within a spectrum. And so I believe that speed is really important, but I believe it has to be speed and intention. So you don't want to go slow and you don't want to set your company up so it's like a corporation where it takes 60 days to make a decision. That's ridiculous, right? But you also want to bring depth and intention to your marketing, to your messaging. And there's a lot of magic and power in working on something, setting it down, coming back to it, improving it a little bit. And so how this plays out when you plan out your 90-day marketing strategy is you're able to plan it out and you're able to refine it. And you're also able to slow down a little bit and make the messaging and the copy and the actual content and those components of your marketing more intentional. 
And that, I think, goes a long way. And so I believe we've done this very well this year. Uh, My team takes it and executes it just like we do with clients, but we're able to have the clients were able to have conversations with about like what they're doing in 90 days and kind of their vision and their plan. They are able to show up in a less reactive place. And then we are able to go deeper on the copy and the strategy. Where things really never work out is when you're like, we've got to get this up next week because we have to get sales. And it's like this very forced, stressful place. We actually just turned down a client who I could have taken the revenue and I could have worked with them because their timeline was so tight. And I've just learned one too many times that if we say yes to that and like, yeah, we could make it happen, but would it be our best work? Would it allow room for that depth, for that intention? No. And then trusting if it's meant to be, they'll come back to us after this promotion. And so that was something this week that happened that was huge. Anyways, so getting ahead, being proactive with their strategy so that they can have more intention and less reactivity. Okay, the final piece is a newer concept that I'm going to start to bring into my content, and it will be a hint at the change to the Hirsch marketing process, and that is alignment with what the entrepreneur is teaching and how they show up in their business. The most successful entrepreneurs across the board are clients or not that I witness and I see grow, love their business, love their audience, love their leads, love their customers, and have themselves in a situation where they are fully operating from their pl- from their gifts, from what's easy for them, from what doesn't feel forceful. They're operating from a place of ease. So this will impact content creation, topics that you talk about, your actual strategy, and how you want to show up for your business, the customer journey you want to create, and looking at how can you create ease and alignment with who you are and your natural gifts and what makes you different in how you run your business and how you connect with your audience and your leads and your customers through your marketing. Every business owner that I witness who's really successful, like I challenge you to go look at it. You will not find one thriving and successful who's like, I freaking hate my business. This is so hard. Every day I get on my computer, I dread it. I I don't even know how to do this. Like you just, those people aren't successful. The successful people are the ones who are like, this is easy. I could do this 12 hours a day because I love it so much and I'm so passionate about this. And it's easy for me to create this content and talk about these topics because I'm an expert in this and I, you know, this is my life's work or whatever it is. And so this is something I have realized and identified in myself that I do, but I hadn't defined it. Like for me, recording a podcast, I could do this all day, every day. It's so easy for me. It is so natural for me to just flow and talk and riff. It's natural for me to record videos. It's natural for me to talk about business, for me to talk about marketing. But if you had me in a business that was like super technical, like if I was, I'll just use video editing as an example or recording videos, I would suck at it because I had to do that a little bit this week where I had to set up a camera and I just got help because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like it, it was so 
against my natural skills and abilities that it took would have taken me way longer if I didn't just get my friend to help me. So whatever you're doing in your day-to-day and how you're connecting with your audience and your leads and your customers and how you're operating your entire business, questioning, is there alignment? Is there ease? And what would you have to do to create that? There's going to be a lot more on this next week. For our existing clients, there's going to maybe be a workshop to go through with me on this because I have identified this as the magic that no one talks about that is absolutely essential for your success in your business. So those are the six strategies that our most successful clients are implementing. I hope you got something out of them. And I would say take it as usual and come up with a list or a couple of things that you are actually going to go and implement in your business. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.